0: Welcome, yes, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve.
1: I'm Robert. I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. And I'm Warren.
0: And welcome to season three of the Wreck podcast episode. Yay. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy 2021.
2: Happy New Year, everybody. So are yeah. seasons just the years? Is that how it works? Yeah, i just
0: yeah. doing a year. Calendar Figured, year.
2: It'll work. It'll be like you know, some seasons have more
1: than the others. Some season has a, you know less. Well, since We're we like live in California. Black Mirror, We're like Black
3: Mirror, Black. since we live in California and there are no seasons, it, that's it's just a year.
0: <laughs> yeah, just it's, change it yeah. with the uh, with the calendars. Yeah,
1: I have a I have a, a line in for Mark Maron to tell us how they actually are supposed to work for a podcast, but he hasn't responded yet.
4: Mm.
0: Damn it, Mark. Let us know.
1: We'll have a misguest one day. <laughs> That'd be great. That'll be that'll that'll be the uh climax. So guys, how was your weekend? How was the new year? Steve, how was your
0: new year? Uh mine mine was uh the, the, yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty uneventful. Um but yeah, it's a new year. I'm looking forward to it. And uh I left the house today, so that was nice. Um but yeah, that's about it. <laughs>
5: Henry. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, pretty, pretty uneventful, um, kind of the same thing, you know, this, you just sort of, you know, doing the days and there are some days and then there's other days and it was just another day. And then, uh, at midnight, it was like, oh, it's a new year, you know, wonder, wonder what that means.
2: Andrew. Epic. Um, I had a dinner party with my friends who have all had COVID. So it was me <laughs> and my girlfriend who uh, just recently uh, tested negative, And then him and his girlfriend who just recently had it as well. So we had our own New Year's Eve party of COVIDs only. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, and then there wasn't much to do otherwise. We had dinner and like watched uh, all the TV stuff that was going on. And it was really bad. I was like, first of all, I was like, how old am I that I haven't heard of any of these people except maybe one? And then, um, there's the song that, uh, it's like, uh, the new Ed Sheeran or it's an Ed sheeran type song that's, um, getting used to someone you love. I was kind of getting used to so you love. Have you guys heard that song? Do you know what I'm talking about at all? No. Anyways, um. I had a vision of who I thought was going to be on the other end of that song, and it was like a pretty beat up, out of shape looking young Irish guy or Scottish guy. So it was really funny hearing that song for like a year on the radio and then uh, seeing who actually sung it. I was like, man, I'm like you are not what I expected.
0: Is that the song that sounds like the My uh, He, My uh, Ha? It's my. I pro- no. the same though, right? Kind
2: of, yes. Um, and I don't know if anyone else knows what I'm talking about, but, uh, I, I'll find a picture of him and put him in the chat or something like that. It was, uh, he's a great singer, but, uh, it was, it was just weird to like go, oh, weird. To, like, you know, I haven't seen my favorite artists on TV in a long time. And then there was a lot of just like, um, I don't know, you know, when like music nowadays is just taking the strip club and putting it on stage. So it's like just a bunch of, you know, like it, basically that's all I can describe it as because it's what it really is. It's just like a, it just <laughs> looks exactly like a bunch of strippers on stage. And I don't nice. remember it looking like that when I was a kid. I remember it being more about dancing and stuff like that, not necessarily about the stripperiness of it. But, you know, I guess times change. <laughs> so you uh, old, Andrew. You're getting old. Yeah, well, I get guess. With the times, Andrew. I remember Come when on.
1: they were dancing up there.
3: So, and just to clarify, this is, you were watching, like, the ball drop
2: ceremony in Times yeah. Square. Yeah, like the so Ryan Seacrest I, version, which in my mind is supposed to be, like, the toned-down baby version of something. Yes. So that's supposed to be Strippergate, whatever, like, 2021. So this, uh, uh, it's weird to me that that stuff's, like, on network TV. <laughs> so, so I have a question.
3: I didn't see it, obviously. It was the whole, like, New York is just completely empty, and they still just broadcast from the same area, and they're like... Or is, was there people there? or like There
2: was, like, um, probably actors there or, like, people who signed up to be there. And um, they were in these little, like, pods. It might have been, like, three of them at a time. But it was, like, almost empty. So it was Times Square, but it was, like, empty. And then they had performances on stage. Um, I think they had, like, Jennifer Lopez and Bonnie Tyler and uh, who else did they have? Some, like, rock person. I can't remember. They had Cindy Lauper, right? Cindy Lauper. I'm sorry, not Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, because they had Cindy Lauper, and then the Burn the musical t- guy. Who's the musical guy? Steve. He's like a black uh, flamboyant guy that was in musicals lately. I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought you watched it. All right, never mind. Yeah. So it was
0: a, the Bonnie Tyler thing. That and then um, like a group of uh, Snoop Dogg saying all the places he got high at, and Anderson Cooper was cracking up. <laughs> Yeah, It
2: was just weird. It was awkward. And then Jennifer Lopez was on. She was fine. It was whatever. It was like, you know, what it could be. She was on top of a giant wedding cake at the beginning. So that was weird. Um, You know, nothing to write home about. I feel like everyone was just cashing a paycheck because no one really wanted to be there in front of no people, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And then there was a weird uh, Latin singer that was like doing the worst lip-syncing I've ever seen in my life, like, not even trying to hide the fact... That's, that's the thing, too. There was so much lip-syncing on this where I was like, it, there's so much now. It, it's not even trying to hide it. It's not even good. It's not even, like... uh Even, like, trying to sing it. Like, the barrier to entry of being a famous person in music apparently has gotten incredibly low. Jesus Christ, like, these people are so bad. I'm not just saying this. Like, I have a a bunch of friends who are amazing musicians who do these gigs. Like, Jennifer Lopez's band was amazing, but when I see one guy with just, like, a backdrop behind him lip-syncing in a red suit, and he's, for some reason, on network TV playing music, like, that doesn't make me feel good. That's, like, you know... Yeah. not a good thing for anyone. So you shouldn't, you know, basically that guy just bought his way to the top, you know, with the uh, stripper girls money or whatever. So,
0: well, and it's like, what have you been doing all year? Like you didn't even like the rest of us have been trying to figure out how to live stream and make stuff sound good. And you know, on no budget and you got this giant ass budget for all this stuff and you still do it terribly. Like,
2: yeah. yeah how much was that suit a million dollars that you couldn't buy vocal lessons? Yeah, and you, and you don't really have the
3: restrictions of not being able to move. Like I get like, okay, you can't set up multiple stages, but there's nobody there. So like, why don't you just have like different stages set up that are actually ready to go. Cause you have the ability cause there's nobody in times square, but
2: I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. They did have multiple stages that like there was the outdoor stage and the indoor stage. And I think the indoor stuff was pre-recorded, but it was just like not good half the time. And yeah, Again, like J-Lo's band, uh, uh, Bruce is saying she did a cover of Dream On. She did. It was fine. There was nothing special about it. But her band kicks ass. Like, her band's, like, playing their ass off, regardless of the fact of whatever J-Lo's doing. So, like, it, you know, at least there's still a full band playing. They're all social distance, and they're all kicking ass. But, uh, yeah, just some of those solo people were so bad, and it's like, why Why are you even on TV Anyways, that's what I did. Or? (laughs) Uh, I had a pretty mellow New Year's Eve.
3: Uh, I didn't really do anything. My mom is dating a new guy, and she was not at her house, so me and Erica went to her house to get a change of scenery. And uh, we made uh, homemade pizzas. Pretty cool. My buddy uh, Taylor, the chef, made us a tomato marmalade that's, like, super sweet. And he said to balance it with some fat. So we put bacon and tomato marmalade on this uh, one pizza. And it was really, really good. We actually ended up making it the following day because it was so good. And we had some left. And we figured we might as well make it again. So shout out to Taylor and his tomato marmalade. that He actually, I'd have to check this out. He's running a, a website called Mercado. M-E-R-K-A-T-O, where you can buy things like this. So, um, yeah, you know, some of the stuff that I'm referencing, I think you can actually go out and get uh, one of these days. I think he's getting his website up and running. But, nice. yeah, I had a Mellon New Year. But aside from New Year, I did, me and Erica just signed a lease on a new car because her lease was done, and we, we've continued to split one car. So, we got a new car, and that's kind of cool Ooh. to end of the year we got the new toyota 2020 20, 2021 rav4 2020? So
4: 2020
3: <laughs> yeah no 2021 so that was also something cool like right after the new year and uh yeah other than that it was pretty mellow your it better? but better yes i'll bring it to it's so, so it's a rav4 i used to have the i think like a 2016 yeah And this is the 2021, so now my base doesn't fit in the... I don't have to cram it in the back of Erica's Passat, and we turn the Passat in. And, and you know, the cool thing is we are continuing to split one car, which we thought would be crazy, and we thought it would never work. And especially with COVID, it's it's much more practical, but um, if you guys have the ability, and you live with somebody, and you guys can get down to one car, it actually... It's not as crazy as you think. I'm almost gonna go if I if I can go until. Well, we're going. We just signed a lease, so we'll only have one car until August. That'll be two years that we've been doing one car between the two of us. Hasn't been a problem. Hopefully, we'll go back on the road, and it won't even be a problem at all. And I'll just be gone the whole time. She can just have the car and do whatever she needs to do. But yeah, upgrade for 2021.
2: Robert, do you think uh, Rach would be cool driving the van everywhere? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no she won't drive that <laughs> I thought so she, she won't even move it on the street
3: <laughs> yeah that thing's a beast but well what are we drinking well I had a good New Robert?
4: Year to no, no.
3: how was your New Year I, fr- I thought we started with you for some reason no, we started with Steve. It's, it's, uh, it's the 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 Brady Bunch squares are all screwed up, so I'm all, all discombobulated. I'm sorry, <laughs> Robert. Okay. How was New Year's?
1: I, New Year? I, I had a good New Year's. I'd really New Year. like to I really liked it. Well, I bef- like, before the festivities of the evening, uh, me and Warren uh, got a beer at Docent because he was on his way down to Saint Clementi, and I found him in the middle. Um, that's how it started. And then, uh, I went up to uh Scarlet where my wife works, um, later on in the evening, like around like ten thirty, and just rung in the new year there. And, uh, then Steve showed up and then we kept drinking and, um, uh, you know, but kind of what Steve said, I mean, that was kind of it, you know, there wasn't anything crazy. We didn't, wasn't much going on. It was just kind of, you know, a restaurant. So it was, um, it, it is what it was this year, you know? And, uh, I had a good time, and I woke up feeling nauseous, so it's good. Like any good New Year's Day? Good, good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was good, and, but, but uh, before we talk about what we're drinking this evening, we do have a um, special guest, which oh, yeah. some of you might recognize so. and know, um, and he's going to be our first guest here in 2021 and on season three, and we're excited to have him his name is uh, Steve Jewell of the band Otis from yeah. Kentucky. Mm-hmm.
0: We do have... Yeah
6: man. yeah, man. What's up, everybody? Hello. What's up, Steve? You? What's up, guys? He's this back, gentlemen. The wreck, thats false advertising. You guys don't look wrecked, man. <laughs> you guys. Are... <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs>
1: Well, Steve, before we get into your life and what's going on in Kentucky and what's going on in in, in, in your part of the world, what are you drinking this evening?
6: Oh, man. Well, it's funny. Um, I tuned in a couple of weeks ago, and I heard you talking about Elijah Craig. And then um, a couple of times at the I was at the liquor store, because, I mean, when it's wintertime, I mean, you got to, you know, indulge a little bit in some bourbon. And I kept seeing the bottle of Elijah Craig, and, and and then you talked about it on one of the podcast episodes that I tuned into. And I was like, all right, all right I'm going to get it. Robert John said, you got to get it if it's good. If he gets it, it's sad. I mean, I know it's from Kentucky. I'm not, I don't think I've tried it yet until <laughs> after I heard you talk about it. So Elijah, Craig, thanks so. my boy, RJ. Thank you, thank right you RJ. <laughs> You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, man. You've not let me wrong yet. <laughs> and by the way, I'm wearing my favorite, my second favorite L.A. band, Dirt Tonight, because my Robert John the Wreck t-shirt wasn't clean, so. Or my second favorite band. Oh, that's Burrito, bro. Heck
1: yeah. yeah. Brother.
6: <laughs> great.
1: They come
2: it's a dope shirt, too. Damn it, Graham Parsons. We have to be number one in Steve's heart. right. <laughs> Grandpa, Parsons,
6: you, you better sit, get in the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, baby, because Henry rides captain up here in the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, nice me guitar. I was literally watching Steve that Joel video Jr. of, and of uh, you and uh, uh, Walter, Walter? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: That was a good one, man. That, it uh, looked like that you was... had him
6: sweating up there like you had me sweating last time. We <laughs> <laughs> I had lose I 60 pounds, that. man, so you wouldn't kick my ass. <laughs> dude, congratulations. Day. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's so
5: epic, dude. Way to go. I'm, I'm stoked for you, man.
6: So it's so weird. I have to ask people. I'm like, does it look like I've lost 60 pounds? Because I see myself every day, and it's just like, I don't know, I have to look at pictures sometimes, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I forgot about that ass whooping, though, Henry. <laughs>
5: I'm practicing yeah, so I'm getting ready <laughs> I'm not going to get shown up
6: <laughs> hey, I hope this time to at least make you break a sweat If so I can accomplish that and, yeah really
5: you do every time man trust me you do every time
2: we should start like a fake online feud between you two. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah, like a rapper feud, but like it, it's guitar players. I oh, don't know why you diss me like that. Why well, you gonna yeah. diss me with We're that kawa lick, bro? Well, I, get, I got something for you today. I'm
5: gonna do a whammy lick.
6: <laughs> I was what I was what I was thinking earlier? Um, I was like, if Henry don't have a quote, I was like, he should. I'm going to give him this one. I can't remember what I was going to say. It was something uh, like, um, it hit me earlier, uh, something like you, you better sit down or you better hold up or go practice. I can't remember what it was. I have to think of something <laughs> better. I have to remember what it was. Well, we'll have enough time tonight for
5: you to probably remember, I think. Yeah. <laughs> there will be enough time in the evening to figure yeah. it out.
6: A shout-out to my, my good friend, our brother from Kentucky, John Lahan, bassist for Blackstone Cherry. He's tuned in tonight. Right nice. Nice. What's up, John? Excellent. Some of the cherry guys tuned in. What's up, buddy? He's over in the other part of the neck of the woods in Kentucky. Down <laughs> the road, across the other holler, you know? Yeah. I'm in the other holler?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, Andrew? I love it. Uh, The first thing you saw me drinking was soda water and bitters with Fancy. root beer flavoring in it it's really good um this is tequila Ooh. and derek actually got me this I, I forgot i actually had something to show off so this is tierra noble nice and it's a what am i looking for here is it any uh,
4: yeah
2: in Yeho. thank you and it's good yes pretty medium i think he had another one that was the mezcal version of this and it was really good and they got it at some specialty shop in vegas nice. and i haven't seen this before but they said I'm it was like it. um a new distillery so like you can't find it a lot of places and the guy at the store really liked it And this like he was recommending it to everyone he's like i bought 10 bottles of this for myself it's the best thing that's not expensive because no one knows about it yet
3: it's good. Damn. What,
2: what was it called one more time? Tierra Noble. <laughs> Tierra Noble. Nice. It means nice. bomb ass tequila in Spanish, I think. <laughs> was there a worm that comes in it? Was there a worm in it? No. <laughs> it's
6: false. It's not real. It's not
2: yeah. real tequila.
6: It's fake. <laughs> they got a worm in it. But at least a sour patch kid, you know, kind of worm, maybe. <laughs> or
2: what are you drinking? I'm drinking water
3: on day four of only drinking water. Uh, I don't call it a water diet cause I'm not really dieting or doing anything like that, but I am just drinking water for two weeks and, uh, I've gotten really used to drinking flat water, which is funny because for the past year on this podcast, I've been drinking bubbly water and, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I almost like I had a sip of a uh, what was it? A uh, Topo Chico, and it was all bubbly. And I was like, "Oh, I almost feel like this is cheating." So I've just kind of been sticking with flat water. But um, yeah, I don't know. I decided to do this two-week water challenge where you just all you drink is water. I just eat normal. Although the thing I have noticed is only drinking water, I feel like I eat a little bit less. Uh, I don't know if that has to do anything with drinking water all the time or not, but, um, I don't know. It's pretty cool. So what would you yeah. normally drink other than water that would make you eat more? I don't know. Like soda or something sugary or ah. something that's not water. Do you, do you regularly drink soda Warren? I don't, I oh. don't drink
1: soda and I don't really drink sugary drinks too much. So it was kind Although, of a question. Like what are, what are you? Yeah.
3: I don't know. It, it's the, that's why i thought it was weird that i'm like okay i don't seem to be eating as much and i'm just drinking water it's not that much different than what i You have get.
4: different
6: drinks for like different pizzas that you eat or you like that and exactly connoisseur? i have so I, know it. I know you thought when i tagged you in today man like oh uh, dude the taco
3: pizza i i have been crushing a lot of different pizzas and on a side note. uh, I, uh, I love pizza reviews and there's a, a bite called the one bite app, an app called the one bite app and it's pizza wow, reviews. Man. It's like Ooh. Yelp exclusively for pizza and, uh, I'm throwing up a bunch of reviews on there. So if you want to follow me or if you like pizza, check out the one bite app Dude. on your phone and it, it'll tell you about you oh, make shit, my- all the good uh, pizzas in your area. My headphone plug came out. You to so make
6: some my are you like sitting in your car eating all these pizzas, and then uh, that can be your OnlyFans, and I'll subscribe
4: to that. <laughs> <laughs> cool, let's do it. <laughs> Twenty-five
2: I'll bucks. Five bucks I to, uh, you want to see me put this in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Subscribe to my one bite. You, you know? know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love. It.
5: That got weird quick, but anyway. Henry, what are you drinking? <laughs> Sorry. No, I love you, Steve. Um, so, so I got a pretty cool Christmas present that I never really thought to get myself. but my dad got actual uh, beer-like pint glasses that I haven't had. I've been drinking out of Growing door, so. up, Henry. Yeah, getting nice. adult stuff. And today I'm drinking a Guinness Extra Stout, uh, which is great. really like these. Um. And then I got a little water here, but that's about it. It's the beer, you know. Do you feel
3: that the beer tastes better in a glass? It does, like especially, yeah. especially in a glass designed for beer. Yes, Because um, I think there are specific glasses designed for different styles of beer, and I have heard of people who are like. It makes a difference, but it seems kind of like a silly thing. I mean, I get like a, a beer outside of a bottle is different, but like the shape of the glass can also apparently influence yeah. the taste.
5: I don't know if this is the right glass specifically for this kind of beer, but I definitely like. There's something about it being able to, whatever, the aerate properly or whatever it is that uh, uh, I definitely notice a difference. It's it's probably very subtle, but. Uh just, just after normally drinking out of the bottle, I'm like, kind of like, oh, this tastes better, I think. And maybe it's just a placebo effect, but yeah. I think it makes a difference. I, I, I think so. I think there's a reason why people
6: serve beer in
5: specific glasses.
6: I agree. I think you're right. What about locations? Do you think, like, if you drink a good Pilsner in Germany, that it's naturally going to taste better as opposed yes. to drinking American yep. Budweiser in the hills of uh, Kentucky? Yes. I know,
4: yeah.
6: <laughs> Definitely. I agree. I agree.
5: <laughs> Definitely. My, my favorite beers so far have been the Belgian beers in Belgium and the Czech beers oh, in sure. the Czech Republic. Yeah. Uh, what are you drinking, Mr. Majora?
0: I am drinking water. I'm on the water train with uh, with war. So uh, ah. day day four almost through day four of H2 only, and uh, nice. yes, yeah, uh, yeah, you like that?
4: Yeah, that's good.
0: Make make some tea. <laughs> Any difference in your
4: singing?
0: Only H2 only. H2-I. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I don't know. It's, it's good. It's, it's water. It tastes like water. I like water anyway. Awesome. But, yeah, I feel, I'm feeling hydrated, so it's nice, I guess.
2: Bobby? Does this make you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> no, not oh. at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had to get in water Yeah.
0: I I don't think that I'm going to do the still uh, water only. Uh, I was thinking about going going to the Wayfair to grab some dinner tonight before podcast and I didn't I just ended up eating some left food so I made um I made a shit ton of, of pasta with homemade sauce which was really good. But it was enough for like our entire band to eat and so I just put it in top and stowed it away. And great, baby. so that was good. I set to go through that for the fourth day in a row. And but, yeah, if I, if I do go out, I don't mind going to, like, to liquor and shit and getting soda water or something. I do like soda water with lime. But, yeah, not doing any Red Bull, no coffee, just water and water paste only and stuff. So, yeah. What yeah. about you, Bob? Well, I
1: um. I was going to have Elijah Craig on here because me and Steve already talked about that. Uh, but I'm down to such a small amount that I probably wouldn't be able to even drink it on here because I'd probably drink it before we even got to this portion of the podcast. Um, so I decided to go with another Kentucky uh, just Buffalo Trace. Very standard.
4: Yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's very oh, standard yeah. to me. Yes, um, so I'm just drinking like a Robert John I see with Buffalo Trace instead of Jack and uh, in honor of our Kentucky Brethren here. Um, so yeah, just Buffalo <laughs> Trace with some soda water. <laughs> that's There's that's the Henry I a Henry J right there, Robert. That's <laughs> true, I know. I know, I just, uh, that's why I have Buffalo Trace in the house, because I never drink it. So. Um, but you know, it's I good. Think I, got, I
3: think I got you that bottle.
1: I eat probably. For it,
3: it's still, it's still here. Day. For what? for
1: your birthday? Oh, yeah. Well, that's
3: really Save birthday. your
6: cheap whiskey for your cheap Kentucky cousins. That's oh, I think, <laughs> I think Rachel's been doing a tour with it then. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Just kidding. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, and on oh, Steve's note, I made a, I made homemade uh, chicken tortilla soup last night, but I also made enough to last for about four or five days, I think. So I've nice. that
2: five days. Good. Way to do it. <laughs> Yeah. every day is
0: stupid. I did find oh. out that with the uh, with making the homemade sauce, I do I do like some little bit of like like tomato paste that I'll that I'll put in, but then it's like at least two or three Roma tomatoes and some summer squash that I'd chop up really neat, like a full onion or shallots, a bunch of mushrooms, um, and then I put in I actually put in quinoa into the sauce. Just yeah for a little bit of extra protein it's really good Look at this guy.
4: Look at this and, guy.
0: And, uh, and parmesan and uh and just i mean I'm using like shooting cheese. um but it fits perfectly in the one big pot that I have, like just enough for the whole packet of of' so, it's great it's like just about to brim over the nice, great. I love fill it, I love filling my spaghetti
1: sauce with vegetables. Like I love yeah. filling it with like carrots and broccoli and corn and, and everything I can oh, yeah. get every, anything I have. It's so good more than more than a bunch of meat. I love it to be like super vegetable y and then you just add noodles and you're like oh, okay.
2: That's fun. Is it more of a soup at that point though? No, because it's still super thick, <laughs>
1: cool. and I also I also make my soup super thick. It's more like a, like a chicken tortilla stew, but cause I'm not a big broth guy. I don't like too much broth. Uh, yeah. Let that be known, everybody. I'm not a broth I, guy.
0: I, I do put a a balsamic vinegar in the, the It's thick. ain't messing time. with it. Nice little, simmer it for a long time to reduce it. We got
2: to do some thick fuck. tracks. Henry, what oh, kind of oh, thick, thick, simmering track. tracks you got going nice, for us today. Dude, that
5: I got, a, got something thick for you guys today. Boy, do I have something thick for you guys today. And I'm talking about thick with two Qs. <laughs> Henry, that's
2: no, too not thick. So thick for you. <laughs> we can't listen to that. Can't listen I'm to out. something that thick. Okay, too well, thick. I'll pretend
5: that it's only thick with a C and a K.
2: Maybe two oh. C's <laughs> only
5: stick with two C's man. Even though it's secretly stick with two Q's but stick with two <laughs> Ooh, Heard about that sick track uh, We Ooh. had a uh, We had a keyboard player uh, as, our, as our spotlight Last week uh, It was Mr. Jimmy McGriff So why not keep the keyboard train
1: I bought going? that on vinyl my uh, way. And
5: uh, the Jimmy train going And uh, talk about uh, Jimmy Smith this week Nice. who is uh, probably a top five soloist for me. Um, I know that's maybe not a common thing for people to say, but, but for me, just, just across the board, like I love him, hearing him play as much as I love hearing my uh, favorite guitar players. Uh, he's just awesome. Um, and the people that know Jimmy Smith know that he totally plays super duper hard. And, uh, yeah, so this song is uh, called Blues for Jay. It was off a record called Organ Organ Grinder Swing, and it featured uh, guitarist Kenny Burrell and drummer Grady Tate as an organ trio format. Uh, Amazing, amazing jazz record. Uh, one of my favorites. And uh, this song in particular showcases Jimmy Smith, um, plays a little unison line head with Kenny Burrell and takes it away and just... Blow your mind, good. Amazing. Uh this song is called Blues for Jay. It's from 1965 off the record organ and swing from Jimmy Smith. Take it away. <laughs>
4: We'll be
6: Just grooves to Friday, man. You can't beat that. Yeah,
5: pretty sure his organ caught on fire at the end of that jam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And and then hearing him scat and stuff, and yeah, like the mic is picking him up, picking him up, doing making all these making all his noises, and like I catch myself doing that from time to time. But but that's like that's when you're just totally in the zone, and he's just so dialed in on that, making all these sorts of crazy noises as he's soloing.
6: That was pretty uh, thick, man.
5: Yeah. yeah. I told you it was going to be thick.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thick jam. Thick huge. jam, dude. Thick with oh, okay. three cubes? <laughs> uh, Triple cubes. <G's. laughs> it's really tough to make B3 sound that clear when you're playing it that fast. So, like, yes. those yeah. fast lines that he's doing there has to be like extra magic in his fingers for them to come out and with the clarity that they yeah. do. And that's yeah, like, like the, the magic of him yeah. where he like, it's really B3 feeling still, but then he's playing these like incredibly fast lines that are also like ext- are taking up a ton of sonic space.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? It's like, how the hell do you do that? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the magic's in his fingers and his phrasing.
0: Yeah. the It's just insane, man. Yeah. Like in order to get that, you you really have to hit everything like, like almost like a like, like a horn player doing like hard tonguing, you know, like. Yeah, because it's, it's gonna. Steve knows that when you touch a uh,
2: note on B three, it's automatically just because B three gonna be twice as long, so to yeah. get that kind of clarity out of those notes, you almost have to just like you know, like have this cr- just crazy articulation in your fingers. It's all in his hands.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, What album was that? Up,
5: that yeah. album was on a uh, song, or that song <laughs> was on an album called uh, Organ Grinder Swing. I'll, I'll put Great. it in the uh, chat there. What were you going to say, Steve? Steve Jewel? Uh, somebody going to say something?
6: What were you going to say, buddy? It's pretty thick, man.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only the thickest, bro. <clears throat> Only the thickest jam. Thickest. Uh, no, yeah, I dig it,
6: man. And if you look, it's, just, up, it's a feel thing. I think he just had a feel to it, you know. And if
5: you look up videos of Jimmy playing organ, like there's lots of old, like you know, black and white and and color yeah. uh, stuff from him playing in the sixties and his organ trios. His hands are like ginormous; they're like freaking huge. Uh, and and uh, he did this thing on that track that I think is crazy, where he's like holding a note down with his thumb. Yeah. And soloing like stretching his hand all over you know, like over like you know, like two octaves above where his thumb is or something like that. Like it's like it's yeah. insane what he's doing. Crazy. Yeah, it's just it's just like every every chorus of that blue of the of the jazz blues thing is just like this whole other like, oh god, it gets even crazier than the last chorus.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: You probably could have been a hell of a guitar player. I wonder if you played guitar. That'd be a good question.
2: Possible. It was great. I like I his loved stuff it. too. It's pretty accessible. Like It's yeah. just like a couple of choruses and then it's done. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not trying to like be overly crazy. It's not like 10 or 15 minutes long. It's almost just yeah. like the pop version of jazz. Yeah. And uh, dude, I was listening to, after we talked about like Oregon Trio stuff, I went back and listened to a couple of his records. He has a Christmas record. Where he does a duet with West Palm Montgomery on something uh-huh. and it's like amazing. Yep. yep. Um, I was looking for which day. track it is. It might be like um It's it's maybe it's cold outside. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they yeah,
6: do it so like Didn't he do something with that? Michael Jackson? Who? I think he did something with Michael Jackson too, didn't he? Jimmy Smith? Oh.
4: Mm hmm.
6: I don't know. I, I think, think it's maybe, maybe, like, uh, maybe later on in his career, I think. I know he does something I think our if I remember correctly, with Quincy Jones and Frank Sinatra, it seemed like. Of course, I'm. You know, he did all kinds of probably collabs and playing with different people. But it seems like, if I remember correctly, maybe Dr. John too. He did something with Dr. John and, and like Michael Jackson for some reason. I keep thinking it'd be a good something good to look into. I wonder if if he played on um um Thriller or something like that one uh, It says he's on shit. Bad. He'd be oh, okay. heard on the title track yeah. of Bad. Apparently he played on Bad. Yeah, that's that's a good was, memory. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow.
2: Crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. And then was recorded with B.B. King, Dr. John, and Etta James. He basically played with everyone. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's one of those there's there's, man there's man none of, a lot of people he didn't play with. Right. And, and the other thing I
5: read about him, too, is that he was kind of this link between the funk R&B world and the jazz world. Cause he does a lot of covers of, of R and B and like funk songs. And even, even like into the seventies, he was totally doing like a crazy funk jazz thing. I was listening to his record root down the other day again. (laughs) And just like, I think we talked about that record last week Uh and, and was just like, dude, this is, this is totally, it's, it's like accessible, but it's just like totally insane jazz funk jams, but still not, not going into like complete, uh, abstract outer space world like it's sticking to a groove and just kind of like taking that to into the stratosphere but on like a uh, i I don't know you know staying in the groove like like a very groove oriented thing
6: that's awesome yeah great
5: great player one of my faves yes great jam too good choice Yeah, yeah the jazz blues like something about that jazz blues just adding those extra couple chords in there it adds this ability to just add this extra level of excitement to it. And when people really know how to do it and they're really doing, you know, know the crazy like whole note stuff. And it's like, I, I just love listening to that. I can just never get tired of, of a good player, you know, just ripping over a jazz blues progression. For sure. And Jimmy Smith was a master master class in jazz blues from Jimmy Smith. Master. Yeah, that was awesome. Glad you guys enjoyed that. Is, and he is, is he
3: still alive or did he, has he passed away? He passed away uh, in 2005. <clears throat> well, he left quite a legacy of music.
5: Yeah, there's. There he has so many recordings that he uh, played on and re- and just released by himself. Like he himself has so has probably you know fifty something records at least. Yeah, it's if like He combine his like compilations, studio records, collaborations, live live records, all that sort of stuff. He played on so- a Beastie Boys
2: record. Like, <laughs> yeah. go through wow. his Wikipedia. It's pretty funny. Awesome. He yeah. played on. That's apparently, great. Bill Cosby had a record with uh, Quincy Jones, <laughs> and he played on that record, which was pretty funny. That's what I was laughing at. I was like, "Ooh, that record didn't age well." Yeah. <laughs> so I might. Have, I have a Bill Cosby record. Do you
3: hear really? it?
2: Is it like yeah, a comedy yeah. record, or actually? I could, I, could, I could go grab it if you want to see it real quick. Uh, Bill think, Cosby is uh, actually famously a jazz drummer. So, really? like, he, Bill Cosby loved jazz and hmm. did a bunch of stuff for, like, you know, the Playboy Jazz Festival and people in wow, that scene me, because yeah. he played jazz drums, yeah.
0: He didn't do, pop, like, like the weird subgenre genre uh, pudding pop? Uh, no. Uh,
2: he was more into <laughs> huh?
0: raping
2: women. I yeah. can not find a joke for that. Sorry, everyone in the audience. Uh, so, changing the subject, Yeah, Steve, how are you
6: doing? I'm doing well, man. What are you guys going to do now, like, uh, at the end of the show, since you can't say, did Trump say this, or a famous musician? Um,
2: we, that segment is now to do it? we did our last version of it. Now I try to find some games on the fly and just see what it sticks, but we haven't done a game in a while. We're going to do yeah, a, I, a I watched the, the
6: very last one. Is this what Steve Jewell said? <laughs> oh, Jesus.
2: We had some good games. We had some good games. Well, there's yeah, more yeah. good games to come, guys. Don't talk about stuff like our yeah. best days are behind us. Yeah, yeah. I know, guys. I, I think it was high. the
6: last one that you guys did before the election. <laughs> I think that's the last one I watched.
2: I think Joe Biden will say enough stupid stuff that'll be pretty funny <laughs> to do like the opposite or like, just something else. <laughs> Probably. Joe Biden or someone's major? grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> It, really it's the ver- so that's the t- it's the damn TV. It's like Joe <laughs> Biden <it> or <laughs> or <laughs> crazy or shit my dad says or something like oh that. Pretty funny. There you go. It's just so old. Um, you know. It is what it is, but he's just so old. <laughs> and
1: just in case anyone is listening to this that hasn't heard Steve Jewell on the past episode that he was on, Steve Jewell is our good buddy from Kentucky, Glasgow, Kentucky. Am I right? Um, yes. He's yes, in a sir. band called Otis, and we've gotten to uh, share the stage with them multiple times um, in the States and overseas. Um, one of our first big UK shows is with those guys, and we got to know them. And uh, anyways, that's why Steve is here. He's a phenomenal uh, guitar player. And um, just for anyone who didn't listen to his last last episode and wondering who the hell Steve Jewel is, number forty three. By the way, you were on number forty three. Wow! You want to go back and uh, get down the nitty gritty with Steve uh, Jewel? Episode 43.
6: you got brain cells and time to waste. But now we're just going to talk about <laughs> Kentucky and what he's been
2: doing for the past couple months out there in Kentucky. So, I have to ask the question oh, that everyone here is thinking, what the hell is the weather like in Kentucky right now?
6: <laughs> I was getting ready to ask you guys what the weather's like in California, because I'm sure I'd be jealous. Uh, it has been crazy. It's like... Um, thirties one day and then it's like she's back up like to the fifties the next and then um i don't know it seemed like every town around where i live uh got snow on christmas day but like glasgow so i don't know but it's torturous on my sinuses and allergies and, and i'm sure for a lot of people because if the weather the temperature changes like five to eight degrees like it starts messing with my allergies a little bit but that's so why i love coming out west so much like it's just dry heat and just open all that stuff up but oh yeah the the, the weather very much i'm sure it does it everywhere global warming i guess right but yeah it's been fluctuating between like in the 30s and 40s and 50s and it's it's probably like in the i don't know if i had to guess i uh 42 40 something like that probably outside right now but it's weird it'll it'll get warmer in the in the first of january in kentucky where we're at uh in the first week or two it'll shoot it shot up uh to the 60s before and then it'll fool you then next day it'll be you know negative 12 and ice and some snow and stuff everywhere and yeah you know, do you guys get snow sucks, every so,
2: year or are you guys more of a town like nashville like when you get snow no one knows what to do so that last part again. Do you guys get snow every year? Like, everyone knows how to drive in snow. Everyone knows how to plow their yards and stuff like that. Or is it more like Nashville, where we talk to people from Nashville, if it starts snowing, the whole town shuts down because no one knows how to deal with snow there.
6: <laughs> um, You know, the, to be honest, man, we don't really get, like, a whole, whole lot of snow. We probably honestly get more ice than, than anything, just freezing rain stuff like that. But, you know, you know it, it's something we're pretty much accustomed to. Um, we can handle it. The only thing that that does suck that makes it kind of complicated is, um, you know, when you get out in the county, there's a lot of, you know, one-lane roads and, and stuff like that and, you know, depending on who the magistrate and services, all of that, you know, may consist of a farmer and his plow out on the back roads trying to <laughs> you know, spread salt or or, or do, do whatever. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, we kind of deal with more ice, I guess, than anything, than, than snow. But you know, it, it's something we figure out and, and um, do okay with, I, I guess. It is interesting to, to see how it's different in different areas. You know, I never forget the first time that we played in Denver, Colorado. Like, you know, they got – you guys have probably been there too. You know, they got areas where you can pull over and put, like, snow chains on your tires and stuff. I never saw nothing like that before, and I was like, wow, well, that's really crazy. You know, we deal with more ice, like I said, than we do snow. But, uh, yeah, you know, in this time of year, you know, for a lot of people, everywhere I guess, but definitely around here, you know, a lot of people gravitate towards local venues or, you know, the studio to get creative and, you know, just get stuff ready for <clears throat> the coming year. But we'll we'll see what 2021 is like. Uh, for yeah, totally. March We've been
2: talking about year. that a lot, like predictions yeah. for what we think might end up happening next year. Yeah. Uh, what have you
6: I been predict, doing, man? Oh, go ahead. I'll go ahead. No, no, no. What i do was you just going to say, I, I kind of predict. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's it's very hard to 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 say with so much volatility stuff going on and everything, but. If I had to guess like maybe it'll open up, get to some kind of normality, I'm thinking towards the middle half of the year. So that seems to be where a lot of people in the industry and stuff like that are, are kinda of guesstimating, I guess I would say. Um <clears throat> one of the one of the biggest problems is um like I you know, I heard from, from someone a couple of days ago, um, like they'll book shows right now and you know, you'll have bands and artists that'll be on the plane to a show or get on the bus, or in the van, or whatever, and then they get there, and then the show's canceled, so, you know, maybe last minute, or, or whatever, it's, it's just hard to tell, There, there there's so much, um, it just varies from state to state, town to town, city to city, you know, it's kind of up to what they do, or don't want to do, but, um, you know, and I know we talked about this last time I was on, it has been interesting, again, to see people kind of be forced to, to get creative, and Think go of the box and, and do different things. But, yeah, man, as um, far as what, you know, I've been doing. Of course, I've, I've got my radio show, and then our band's got the Otis Road Show, our podcast. So Tell us
2: about that. Don't, uh, you know, uh, tell us a little sure. more about your radio show.
6: Yeah, so I, I started out uh, this year. I had it online. And, you know, I don't know, man. It, it all uh, kind of plays into a, a bigger thesis i guess i got if you will but um that kind of being like you know I, I do i do kind of get tired sometimes of seeing a lot of bright-minded youth leaving rural america and, and going to uh different urban cities for opportunities which there's nothing wrong with that but you can also create opportunities here and one would argue with serious xm and, and online streaming and stuff like that you know why would you want to do something like community radio or whatnot um just because i can and it's fun and it's there and community radio still very much works in certain rural towns or you know rural american towns that's why we still have a traditional publicist i handle all of our digital marketing and but we have a traditional publicist that works a lot of traditional press for us because we still play what one would consider you know b markets or c markets or etc like that where a lot of those forms still work instead as you guys know um, you know, like like here for you know, for example, you know, people still obviously listen to the radio and bands like us over there and buy publications and pay attention to those certain mediums of media. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it's been fun because it, it's been a way, you know, I can kind of serve local businesses here in our town, offering sponsorships, you know, for my show. Um, also featuring music education because that's very important to me as well. The next town over in Bowling Green, Kentucky, there's a Bowling Green Rock Band Academy that I want to be teaching at this upcoming semester. And so talking about, you know, you know, man, because as much as you guys have toured, and I'm sure toured and probably played so many towns throughout Rural America, you can see where well, there's not a lot of opportunities maybe as opposed to other areas. And so, you know, I'm, I'm all about it, especially if I can be proactive in any kind of music education, format whether it's teaching or something like the bg rock band because you know we need more kids out here learning cool jimmy hendrix guitar chords and if i can corrupt them with that maybe a larry carlton lick every now and then i'm, I'm happy nice. to do the job do my part yeah <laughs> but uh that's that's been fun you know and, and the thesis on, on the music part is playing new music uh, primarily like the touring community because it's so much of what we do um, relies on, you know, getting out there, getting our name out there, music out there, and supporting the tours. And I like to play music from up-and-coming bands, you know, current artists that's out, um, whether it's certain, even certain local bands in our area to give them a chance, current touring artists, and even legacy artists that still put out new music, because, you know, there's, there's, there's there's different shows and different formats, right, where you can go listen to the hits. But, you know, obviously if you've, I don't know, maybe if you're whoever, you know, I'm going to say S- Steve Luthica just because Steve M. up there playing with Toto. You know, I saw where, uh, what's the other guy in Toto? I think he put out some new music uh, this uh, year. Bill Williams, yeah, they're, they're, right? they new records coming out in February nice exactly so yeah i'm sure they appreciate everyone digging you know the the hits of toto but they probably still want you to check out their new stuff too you know that they're mm-hmm. doing so, so you know giving those the, those guys a platform but that's been fun man doing that um all kinds of stuff you know working on uh, my personal physical health um
2: yeah you've lost how would you do it <clears throat> what's your secret
6: dude man like pretty much like intermittent fasting i'm uh, I kind of something that really kind of drugs.
2: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Intermittent
6: <laughs> so yeah, can you just tell baby. people what that is? What it
2: is like? It's gotten really popular over the past few years, and I know I know what it is. Um, and weirdly, my mom knows fasting. what it is, which blew my mind when she said the word <laughs> intermittent fasting to me. No. But just for anyone who might not know, what is no. intermittent fasting? <laughs>
6: And, and and honestly, I didn't realize until doing it that I was kind of maybe doing it. Maybe I just need to change certain things that that I eat. But uh, primarily, it works well with my schedule. And, you know, most importantly, because you know I'm self employed and and stuff like that. Uh, every second obviously counts, and you know I don't really sit down and 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 think about it or want to kind of enjoy a meal. And definitely, or, or spend a lot of time eating, and you know, unless it's like with someone or you know, or a meeting or you're on the road hanging out with your bros or something like that, you know. But, uh, you know, I probably eat like one actual meal a day now, and then uh, snacks, I guess, kind of just like in small portions. But, um, I think you know, it's about knowing your body and knowing what works for you. I think one of the best things someone can maybe if I had to suggest. Is maybe doing something like a cleanse, um, maybe like a thirty day cleanse or something like that, because you got to figure out I think what works for your body, because what work may work for me may not work for someone else. Mm. And I don't know, I don't. I, I've noticed throughout the whole pandemic, I've not ate as much meat as maybe I was accustomed to eating. And if I did, I would eat kind of more whole, more lean, something like a steak or chicken breast. Versus where I don't hardly eat hamburger meat, you know, a whole whole lot anymore. Since you know, you get older, man. I think your taste buds change, and and honestly, one of the the biggest things is Jesus Christ. I could own stock in Tums, you know, all the shit food that you eat, man, on the road and touring and. Pizza. I, I know we love pizza, right, bro, but you know the shitty yeah, know, pizza sometimes you get? like <laughs>
1: Yeah. You know, or. That red sauce can do damage to, to oh,
6: you. Oh, man. That or chicken strips and burgers. And, like, I love all that stuff. But it's like last night, I, I, I went out because, you know, I, you'd be working hard or, or grinding, and I'll be grinding for, like, know, two, three weeks straight with whether it's dieting or just work stuff related or whatever. And I'm like, I need to night out you know just to kind of get out of house and clear my head and, and i went and had dinner and bowling green at a place and i got like three fish tacos and side of like sauteed vegetables and stuff and like i'm naturally starting to gravitate towards that because it's like when i did the i don't know if he's still on here shout out to john Mahan if he's still on here from blackstone cherry i filled in for him on base, um, like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, and, we saw
1: that. That was rad. Uh, dude, that, was a lot, that was
6: so much fun. <laughs> I, like on the bus, yeah, cause they, they tour in a bus and stuff. And then it's like, you know, you know what it is in a, in a band anyways, it's snack fest USA. If, yep. if you yep. get away with it. And of course they had a bunch of snacks and stuff like that. You know, their band and crew. And I picked up an oatmeal cream pie, like five times and I put it back and would just like grab a banana and a bottle of water just because I knew that I was gonna be belching and having heartburn and like mad and feeling like crap and, and I think I just had to make up my mind. I was just tired of feeling like shit, you know what I mean? Like eating shit food and stuff like that and I don't know, I wanna be I think I'll be super anal when we get back on the road and you know, about certain things on the hospitality rider and certain foods that we eat just because like Just, I don't know, if you don't feel well, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to put on a good show, so I don't
4: know.
2: Yeah, it all all sort of goes together, like, the the whatever, the eating, the sleeping, the, you know, the drinking, Mm -hmm. the, you know, you can only keep up so much of any of it before something starts to slip in the show. So it gives you a really good reason to, like, be good, you know? (laughs) We're almost better on tour than we are off, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Oh, man, it's it's humbling when you're like, okay, I'm going to have to get a bigger guitar strap because, like, now it's out to here, my Les Paul, and, like, I've already got it extended. And, you know, and then, it's yeah, you're you getting these, you know, you spiral out, I, I think, and, and sometimes in some of these, like, bad habits and stuff like that. But I love it. It's awesome. Eating Pizza. You know, Little Caesars, 2 a.m. in the morning, or a good greasy burger, or something like that, but it's not great the next day. Yeah, for sure. When you're all tired. The cool thing, too, is when
2: you put enough chips into, like, the good pile or whatever, or the good jar, mm-hmm. you know, eating that greasy-ass burger at 2 a.m. like once a month doesn't, like, really derail you. Whereas, exactly. like, you know when you just right. let the rains go all the way and like, don't care about it at all. There's <laughs> yeah. so much damage that you can do. And then you get so far gone. that yeah, It's almost like, well, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> like what's another, you know, this or that. And I feel like, Oh, that's uh, a bad idea. People have it in weight, but people have it in everything. You know what I mean? It's not, that's one little piece of someone's life, you know, whereas it might be that, but then when they go out, they can't handle their drinks. Maybe it's drinking. Maybe it's, um, uh, You know, their job, maybe it's whatever, but like everyone treats something like that where it's like, well, I'm so far gone in this that I might as well not do it, you know. So it's cool that uh, that's yeah, the hardest part seems like consistency. So that's really cool that you found that your stride with that kind of stuff,
6: yeah, man. That's definitely being consistent is, is the big, big, huge thing, you know. It's it's awesome to we're all can be creative people or have creative moments and come up with a lot of creative different things, but it's the follow through and being consistent with it, you know? And um, I started really trying to change the way I I thought around it um, not too long ago, maybe like two or three years ago thinking, you know, like if I can get this kicked right now and under control while I'm still like in my late twenties, you know, it, it would be easier instead of waiting until I'm diagnosed with something in my 50s or or 60s. And then, you know, I I see people where they're so used to eating a certain way or living a certain way, and then it becomes normal and it's harder to to change. And if I can just eat shit and and do the work and and get by now in my 20s, you know. I read something like uh, Hard Choices. Was it Hard Choices, Easy Life, Easy Choices, Hard Life, that kind of thing. Yeah, so kind of applies a different. It's true.
2: As dumb as that sounds, it's like the. (laughs) And then the more you don't think about it, the more you just decide all that shit in advance. Like the easier it all becomes, you know. The more it's like I I just don't do that. I just don't do that anymore. Or like even something like you guys doing the cleanse right now. You know, it's like I I already decided I'm not drinking anything except water for thirty days. So you don't even have to think about it anymore. It's not even a decision to make. You already made the decision. So there's a lot of power in, like, just making those decisions beforehand and then just sticking to them because you made it, you know. (laughs) That's cool. Um, Did you make any stupid COVID purchases because you're sitting (laughs) at home too long looking at guitars and looking at pedals and stuff like that? I know I did. I just bought a microphone that I probably shouldn't have bought.
6: (laughs) And... Other than, like, stocks and day trading. Stuff, right?
2: but, <laughs> Which I feel like everyone is an expert that, in now. You use the word volatility. I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, where have you heard that word before? Hmm. Figured me out.
6: Man. Yeah. Other than that, like, uh, no, probably not, man. I, I guess just trying to mess around on some stocks a little bit. You know, my ETFs and mutual <laughs> funds and...
2: Dividends
6: and blue chips and uh, tortilla I am, chips and
2: uh, I, I'm the exact opposite. Where I was trying for a second when everything was crazy, and I just pulled it all out. I'm like, I'm not playing this year because there are no I'm rules, right? Like, there's no rules year. to it because it's like um tesla's like leveraged 300 times its earnings and it just keeps going up and you go well you should probably sell right it's like it just doubled (laughs) (laughs) so you there's no there's no rules anymore it's just like you know it it can all just explode at any minute and people are just playing in the fucking casino you know
6: (laughs) right right. that's the thing man i got like today actually i bought a couple fractional shares today. So kind of like what i had done is I was looking at projections on maybe like different capped ETFs uh, with the most growth potentials and stuff like this year and in the next five years and ten years and stuff like that. You know, I'm trying to fund my re- retirement plan. I was watching something uh, uh, commercial on TV the other day with that Marcus Leonis guy or whatever. He's on one of those – spinoffs of shark tank or whatever showed him in nashville and stuff like he's trying to get in the music industry game and he was talking like to this guitar shop or something he's like well i see where the music's made but where's the money made and i was like listen bro if you find out and you don't tell us who has been doing this way longer than your ass has man i'm gonna be mad as shit if you find out where the money's at man you don't tell us yeah. You no know, Robin Hood that shit on us, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, yeah, so where the music's made, where the money's made at. I am like, man, ain't that the damn
4: question? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the Robin Hood thing going. No. It's it's up a little bit. I'm just gonna let I'm gonna let it ride though and see 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 how it's how it goes over the next year. Uh, oh, I
2: love it. Yeah,
0: Yeah. What
2: about oh, uh like media or whatever? What have you been watching to say saying? <laughs>
6: Uh, <laughs> I watched like uh rewatched all of Workaholics
2: oh okay
4: then,
2: uh... um, I'm actually <laughs> friends with uh, Kyle Newichek and we did something for his uh, show wow. uh, he has something called Wonk TV as a YouTube channel uh, out here in LA shout out to Kyle Newichek he also insane. does uh, yeah. What You See in the yeah. Shadows and he directed one of the That's Adam awesome. Sandler movies that came out like last year that was like one of the most watched things on Netflix <laughs> that guy's like a monster just person
4: that's so uh, cool. and he's
2: super cool. Like he just loves wrestling. Like he's just like basically like a '90s kid. Like all of us are. You know, they just did right. that kind of video stuff. I'm about to take his shirt then, off. You guys are my favorite first and second band. LA <laughs> also, um, <laughs> let us know next time you're coming through town. I don't know if he's still doing that or not. And I don't know, like, whatever, COVID stuff. But if he ever do- wants to do wonk TV again, I'm sure you guys, he'd have you guys on. Like, they're just trying to do content stuff. Insane. So remind me that that's a thing. But uh, Workaholics Man, is freaking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah, workaholics, and of course the office. Like, I think I'm like on season three now, and gone now. You know, it's gone. Yeah, man. Mandalorian. I've yeah. Look forward to. Isn't that.
2: Did you finish You're it? peacock. It's sad. Yeah, finish everyone what? likes the office in this band. Yeah. Yeah, we talk it, about the it, office a like lot on the this last- podcast. I'm the last
6: day. to come in on it. Like the other three guys in my bands always like really loved it and I'd like watch it with them. <laughs> and then, so it was like one of those it's one of those things I think well, okay, it's probably like maybe it's just like funnier when I watch it with them and then like no, I just I don't know. I just needed to sit down and, and watch it. And then I like fell in love with it and like Kevin's probably in my spirit animal now and yeah. <laughs> And then <laughs> Netflix just ripped it out of your heart. Um, uh, it's on Peacock though. I downloaded
2: the Peacock. You got to buy it. I the
6: first
2: it. season. Um, I remember okay, watching mind, The Office mind. in the van on yeah. someone's laptop that still had disk drive in it back in the day. We had to. We brought the Office DVDs with us and would watch <laughs> it in the van as we were on tour. Uh, but it was on the center That's console hilarious. thing, and then we would put it through the uh, like the tape deck thing, <laughs> so it would actually be on in the car. Yeah.
4: Yeah, so with, we've with been
2: it. watching The Office for a long time in this band. That's Have,
6: awesome. One that's of the, the biggest reasons watching- why it was cool watching it is because, like, all four of us worked at a call center at one point back home. And literally for, like, about a week, all four of us worked together at the same time, at the same place. It was really weird. Nice. And, um... Uh, Yeah, so it's like watching that and watching workaholics. It kind of reminds me. Yeah,
2: I bet that's. I was just thinking. I was like, you mean like workaholics?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Did you guys have your own uh,
2: like and and stuff like that? Like, (laughs) oh yeah, because there's like a bunch of (laughs) crazy people that work in those places, you know? Oh my God, I
6: was just like they. I wondered sometimes like how I even got hired on there. Yet alone half of the other people I'll, I'll leave it at that i'll be nice but uh yeah <laughs> it, was, it was fun humble humble beginnings that that's actually how i came to join the band actually weird enough i knew all the guys and i was like well i'm gonna get this gig and I'll work at this call center and uh raise some money to you know buy some gear and then probably move to nashville or something like that because that's you know what you do if you're around here it's closest <coughs> music you know well, town really it's so weird you say that, man. A good friend of mine who lives in Bowling Green, uh, he was around here for a while. And then a couple of years ago, he moved out to LA, and uh, he's a drummer. And when he moved out to he moved out to LA and went to one of the local music stores. I can't remember the name of the store. And he was asking, he was like, "So, you know, w- w- what's the scene like around here, man? You know, where I need to go to to, to link up or, or whatever." And he was just kind of like, bro, everyone's moving to Nashville, bro. And he was just like, shit, man, I just came from there. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, and, and that's something we've never done, actually. I personally have. I've been to Nashville before. I joined Otis and, and did some gigs and stuff around there. But I don't know. we got a really – well, I, I don't know. I, I, I selfishly can't say that. I was going to say we've got a really kind of just a really cool, nice, unique – Seen where we're at, you know, some of my favorite bands are local bands from over the years from our area. Like a good friend of mine who was in a band in the early 90s from our area in town, um, Superfuzz, his name's uh, Dave Angstrom. He's a singer and guitar player. Superfuzz was on the same record label as Caius. And they actually, I think, maybe even did some stuff together. And then later, my buddy Dave Angstrom uh, was in a band uh, called Hermano, with uh, John Garcia from Caius and maybe the bass player, I think, from Caius. So it's just weird, you know, how, just crazy how the music can lead you to these cool, different, unique places or or whatever. But, um, yeah, you know, some of my favorite bands are, are local bands, but, you know the Kentucky Headhunters, who who are from our town. You know they've won a Grammy and an AMA award and a couple CMA awards and stuff like that. And they've always lived right here because Nashville is only like an hour and a half south drive from us. And then to see Blackstone Cherry break out uh, from our from our town, and you know they've played with people from, you know, to Nickelback to Def Leppard and White Snake, and now they. It sucks actually, really, for them because, like, last month or two months ago, they were supposed to play their first headlining show at Royal Albert Hall. Oh, and wow. Was really cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't, yeah. Um, you know, and then, like, they sold out Wimley Arena headlining. And, and then you go 20 minutes south uh, to Bowling Green, Kentucky, and that's where the band Caged the Elephants from. Mm-hmm. And My Morning Jacket's from Louisville, Chris Stapleton's from Eastern Kentucky. Sturgill Simpson's from Eastern Kentucky. Tyler Childers from Eastern Kentucky. Dwight Yoakam, who now right. lives out in California, uh, you know. Yeah, they don't move George here, eventually. Yeah, that's it's weird. So you know, there's 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 a lot of musicians. Billy Ray Cyrus, Molly Cyrus, day. I think we talked about that last time. There's been a lot of exile, you know, the famous rock seventies rock band. I want to kiss you all over. Um, a, lot, a lot of people, but you know, as far as our area. Uh, the Kentucky headhunters in our, for us has always regionally kind of been like our Led Zeppelin or Beatles or something. And, you know, a lot of people around here obviously look up the Blackstone Cherry, and it's always been encouraging. They didn't have to leave home and move to Nashville. And uh, definitely when you get older and, you know, you start understanding, you know, money and business and all that good shit, you realize it's much Cheaper and lucrative to live in South Central Kentucky versus Nashville. Hell yeah, it is. Oh yeah, I bet. It, you know, so it'd then, be cheaper, definitely, just to drive three hours. Yeah, around trip and a big shout
1: hour. out to those uh, the Blackstone Cherry guys because we got to tour with them with the Rival Sons. Yeah, a That's long awesome. time ago, and they were they were great guys. And then we got to see them again <laughs> at uh, Ramblin' Man, and it was cool to reconnect and and also meet you. And uh, they're just they're good guys. You know, like it's a uh, it's nice yeah. to meet good people when you're on the road and when you're playing festivals, you know, it's just being, yeah. being a good person and being like a down to earth guy, is it goes a long way with maybe a smaller band that's looking up to you, you know, because we've, we've been in those situations where we've met the bands that we look up to. And then we're like, dude, those guys are so rad. Like we, you know, we can't wait to play with them right. again. And then we've also been in the same boat where we've met those guys and been like, damn, those guys. Play. <laughs> right. Dicks.
6: Well, let me, add, <laughs> yeah. let me ask you because I know this is kind of cool. Um, you hear things, right? And I don't know you never did your book by its cover. Was you a little bit kind of? Was that the first time you met, met Chris Robertson from Black Crows at Ramble Man Fair?
1: The first time I met him long enough to to have paraphernalia with him.
6: There you go. <laughs> so I was kind of like you hear things or whatever. They've all the black crows has all had their turmoil, and you hear yep. different perspectives or whatever. And so you know, ne- you know, you never know, and you never know if someone's having a bad day or they're just yep. stressed or want to deal with people or not. But I was really surprised, like how cool and nice you know he was to all of us and everyone that was around and yep. stuff. And you know, no, it's really yeah, super cool. very de- really de- super de- super approachable yeah that's what's so great about you guys man it's like i don't know just kind of like almost on a, like a subconscious level we just kind of like linked up not to get on some real deep shit or nothing but you know shit. you find, deep shit. Come you on, find those deep bands deep. man it's just nice yeah. yeah for us it was like yeah like another band that gets it you know that's out there doing the same things been around done the same crap that we've done they get it they know what it's like and you know it's just yeah you get it. You just understand. It's like we got this force. The force. And, and,
3: and there's something about that. There's something about that, like, relatability, especially when you're, like... One thing when you're out of state, but another thing when you're out of the country that when you're like, oh, you've played this place, it's like that feeling is compounded. It's like, and we're in like Europe right now. Like, how did, how is this? Like, how do you guys, and you play the same places we play. And then it's like, before you know it, you just, it's like, it it feels like you've known those people for longer than what, two years, maybe. I feel yeah. Like we've here for like Before seven you know
4: it, seven yeah. or year, you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I so, that's yeah, the, man, really that's cool.
6: some of the most fun we've ever had. the The big red with you guys. Unfortunately, no no longer there in London. Then we did the Grammys Fair. Then the three shows we did in 2019 with you guys. That's some fun.
5: I gotta yeah. say, or, or last year, right, one in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
6: twenty twenty. What am I talking about? Like, That's all good.
4: I can twenty twenty. We I did was three in twenty. Man,
5: like, like the jams yeah. at the end that we did every night was some of the funnest yeah. shit I've ever done. That was like, <laughs> I will never forget that stuff. That was some <laughs> insane, <laughs> insane guitar jam
2: session debauchery.
6: Magical, like <laughs> full on, full time, Oh my god! Yeah,
2: epic. That would be the so fun. Nice, all the cruise man. people ask for Otis to be on the cruise. Because you will see some badass shit between Otis oh, wow, and Robert right? on the right. If yeah, you like yeah. anything we did last year, you'll definitely like them and you'll yes. like um, what we would do together. Yeah. We're just yeah, throwing down like dirty 6'8 blues. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Man. And yeah. funk jams and oh, wow. Neil
5: Young covers and three part guitar slide oh, harmony. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Heaven, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, we eventually have to have Boone him. on. It, would he be good at something like this or? uh Oh, dude, absolutely! Like
6: he did an interview the other day, and I just told him. I said I called him. I was like, "All right, I'm not doing any more. You're doing them all." <laughs> like, yeah, I guess I'm whatever. If you want to, you know, I can talk shit and, and cut up and talk music and all that good stuff, but. Boone, like, I guess if you want to have a more serious conversation, (laughs) maybe maybe Boone's good. You're next. Yeah. (laughs) Boone, he's awesome, man, because he'll, like, he always trips people up. His perspective, he's such a, he's got this mystique to him naturally, you know, anyways, but uh, you'll hear people, and I mean, man, it's just where we geographically come from. He'll do interviews, and I'll be like, I hear the, Ronnie Van Zant in you, or Greg Allman or whatever. And we obviously love those guys, but you know he always surprises people. Like he listens to a lot of female R and B singers and the Motown singers and and different stuff like that. Like you know we're like the late night shift drive crew in the van. Boone and I are, and then uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll spin out and geek out to a lot of different stuff. You know from Al Green to Smokey Robinson and you know different Motown stuff or or whatnot, and I've had a lot of fun, man, this year by actually diving into some of the new age R and B stuff that's coming out. There's some really great shit yeah. uh, in in all genres of music, but um, I'm big like I love Brittany Howard's last record from the Alabama yeah, Shades. It's really good. Anderson yeah. Pack, like I'm a yeah. fanboy Anderson yeah, that's Pack right so now. Good. Uh, oh man, it's it's yeah.
2: He's it's a, a lovely really guy. Like, He's just, like, a long-beats, like, high school kid, you know? Like, he's such, like, a not-larger-than-life person when you think (laughs) about, like, all the stuff. We used to—we came from there, you know what I mean? So, um— Wow. Yeah, it's— it's it's, awesome. It's such a weird—when he talks about his fan base, it's, like, hardcore people and, like, uh, Mm -hmm. the soul people and then a bunch of people because it's what California is. It's, like, all these weird, like, crazy (laughs) people who like everything— Um, Yeah. Have you heard the Black Polans? I've been listening to that record a lot. Henry played uh, one of their tracks on the podcast. And then since then, I've been listening to the record. Yeah. They do this cover. (laughs) I just got to talk about this because I've been fucking loving it. But (laughs) do you guys know the song by Tracy Chapman, Fast Car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a weird song from the 90s. -hmm. You know, it was like amazing in the 90s. And uh, he covers the shit out of it in the Black Pumas, and it's just him and a guitar, and it's so good and so spot on, and it's like, holy shit, like, this song was made for you to sing. No, but but also, I don't want to call it Neo Soul, because Neo Soul (laughs) has its own sort of thing, but new bands doing that old school throwback soul sound, and they're probably Mm -hmm. like... They probably just blew up into the biggest band that's doing it, right, Henry? Would you say so? Or Black Pumas? Yeah. Oh yeah, they they exploded this year. Like that that uh, colors definitely. video has like twenty one million views. Yeah, on yeah. Something they're, like and that. and they, insane. They're,
5: they're up for like a couple Grammy nominations and it's like all all of this has just happened in like the last year. Yeah. Like they've I don't been doing their stuff, name until Yeah. yeah. They've <laughs> been doing exactly stuff so. since like twenty <laughs> s- 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 seventeen or twenty eighteen, I wanna say, but definitely like in the last year, year and a half everything's just kind of just yeah. unfolded for them in a really awesome way. I remember Manny used to talk about them quite yeah. like a bunch yeah. in the tour yeah. van. He'd be like, yeah, this yeah. man, the black Puma is yeah. like, super good. Yeah.
3: Manny of course is always to something. Before, he, played like, he played him in the van yeah. a bunch too. Yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah. Really. Dude, I really I love that him. man. Henry, you played on here, man, a while back and, I was telling uh, John Fred from Blackstone Cherry because I know he's into a lot of synth stuff, and I think he played some synth stuff on Blackstone Cherry's new record, Midlife from. Oh, mild life, mild life, hey. mild life. Yeah. Sorry, Dude, those guys are insane. Mildlife. Yeah,
5: I love that group. Yeah, those yeah. guys are great. The shit, man. They they do like it's like uh, a yeah. like a Pink Floyd meets like disco synth broad Steve Miller thing. Kind on that yeah, song. it's super. Yeah. Like whatever they're doing is super cool, and they're like. Really into like getting different tones and making guitars sound like keyboard right. and making keyboards sound like guitars and like super awesome. Like the grooves are not like crazy complicated or anything, like, it's pretty simple grooves, but they're just like laying into it in a really cool way. Yeah, those guys are from uh, I want to say Mel- Mel- Melbourne, Australia, Melbourne, uh, Melbourne,
6: or Melbourne, like
5: that. Melbourne yeah. Australia. Is that how you say Melbourne. it? Some crazy Melbourne. 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 Yeah. Melbourne. They're from Australia. Australia's got a bunch of crazy well, shit coming out, too. Like Australia has so many. Everywhere,
6: so many man.
4: Out. Yeah. So
6: yeah. many countries, dude.
4: Yeah.
6: I've been writing a song. There's this band uh called Gingerfeet out of India. And okay. there's like this really thriving rock scene going on in throughout India. And yeah. there's this huh. band called Gingerfeet. They open up for all the big bands that come to India. Like they've opened up for um I think maybe was it Alter Bridge or something with Miles okay. Kennedy in it or okay. something like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of other big bands and stuff. And they've got a hellacious following. They're in Rolling Stone Hell magazine <sighs> stuff over there. And um, me and the drummer has been writing a song together and we're working on getting like different people to play on it and bands from different countries to make it like a big international kind of collab on one track. Yeah, And, you know, it's just, taking advantage kind of this, this downtime to do kind of creative stuff like that. Totally. And, totally. Um, but just watch, like watch them over there. Like they're so influenced by the LA strip from the eighties. And, and there's another band from India called, uh, uh, Girish and the Chronicles. Like they've been touring a lot. I think with Sebastian Bach from Skid Row and, and, uh, some of those bands. But the ginger feet, like, they kind of remind me of Primus a little bit. Okay. They got a really nice. kind of cool Primus kind of edge to them. Yeah, it's just, man, that, that's what's so important, I think, about sharing culture and different aspects of culture, you know. And, and, of course, I try to watch everything that's going on as far as, like, international trade, stuff like that, because that can dictate where we may or may not get to her, But... It's so important, you know, to get to share different aspects of culture, especially music, because that's a prime example. You know, seeing these bands in India influenced by bands from the L.A. Strip in the 80s, yeah. you know, it's
2: insane. Yeah, it's the same thing with the, have you guys, have you guys heard of the band yeah. Redbeard from Spain? Oh, yeah. We're friends with this band, like Redbeard, and they're from the Canary Islands in Spain. We've hung out with them a bunch over there. And, they're on Teenage? Uh, yeah. They're another teenage headband, and um, Jaime is their lead singer, and Mm -hmm. when you listen to their record, I would have no clue that they were from Spain, and they wrote better songs than a lot of bands I've ever heard in our scene, you know, because we see a lot of what we see... Uh, being in that band. So if we play a festival or something or a blues fest, we see all the blues bands at one in one day, basically. And, you know, this band of Spanish dudes can play just as well. So you see someone, you know, this group of people really inspired from, you know, uh, people in your neck of the woods and you see people in our neck of the woods inspired by people in your neck of the woods, you know? So that, the country yeah, sound really like, infested California in a way that's stuck for its lifetime. You know, with all the pop stuff oh, that's going on, there's still tons of indie dude. and singer songwriter stuff there.
6: Oh man, yeah. When I see people talk about cosmic country, especially the you know today, like if you guys don't know the Flying Burrito Brothers are and all that <laughs> stuff from the Bakersfield sound, like they're, they're that's some of coming. my favorite they're shit, man. <laughs> Oh man. One of the best country records to be made out of this past decade that we just left was um, Marty Stewart went and did a record at Mike Campbell's studio. Oh, really? Um, and it was his last, yeah, his last studio record, Way Out West. Oh, my God. It's 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 awesome. That's some of my favorite stuff, the Cosmic Country 70s West Coast Country stuff. Yes. And uh, what's funny? It's like our boy Dwight Yoakam, he's from Pike County, Kentucky, or Pikeville, Kentucky. He's lived out around the L.A. area for I don't know how many years now, and I saw where uh, his guitarist and producer out of all that whole era of Dwight Yoakam guitars and Cadillacs and all that, Pete Anderson, he lives uh, somewhere out in Southern California and plays at a local Moose Lodge on Monday nights and had this gig for like 10 years, and makes records and produces bands, I think, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, you guys, I tuned in to one episode y'all had a couple weeks ago. You, you guys had a, a guy on that y'all were friends with from y'all's area that went to Nashville, I think, for a while and done some stuff. And then I think he came back. He was a guitarist. Michael.
1: Michael. Um, uh, Michael. Khalil.
5: Khalil. Yeah,
6: I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's. It's interesting, man. It's truly really interesting to see, you know, culture influencing different uh, aspects of culture, uh, you know, even in different countries like, you know, like the Ramble Man Fair. It's basically kind of a fair, correct me if I'm wrong, nostalgia of kind of like Southern culture in certain aspects and, you know, American rock and roll, I guess, as a whole, but yeah, it's just definitely something Isn't that, that, odd that there was like a civil war reenactment,
2: reenactment in the middle of the UK.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't have much truth to this, to it, but I don't know if I should say like there was a reenactment and yeah, I, I, <laughs> now,
2: let me say this first. Know. I've never seen a civil war so reenactment what? before this. <laughs> So it was pretty cool to me because I'd never seen one before, but really? I'm sure they're more prevalent, like in Kentucky, than they are in California. We yeah. live in America.
6: Yeah, we have one every year. Like at the town that I'm from, actually, or not the town that I'm from, but the county I'm from in Hart County, Kentucky, because uh, there was a a battle that was fought in Munfordville, Kentucky uh at this bridge and then it's called the Civil War Days and they do a reenactment and their stuff. Well my first day job actually uh that I had Boone's family actually owns it now, oddly enough. But um there was um there's a place in our town called Guntown Mountain where they would have a country music show. They do cowboy uh old west reenactments. They have a hanging they have a gallows and a hanging in the middle of town, or you got to wear a jacket, and it's all safety harnesses and stuff like that, of course. And they had King, King oh, Girl, so they don't I actually hang people, so. thank God. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just it's kidding. all like. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and then, you, like, one of the skits would be like you, you're you part of the the Reed gang or whatever, and you go in and you rob the town bank, and then the you have a shootout in the middle of town with the sheriffs, and then maybe they kill everybody and wound one of the other guys, very wild West stuff. And then they have a hanging in the middle of town and there's can, can girls and, you know, a magic show, medicine show, a country music show. So this sounds bad. Can we go like right now? What <laughs> does this happen? Dude. So my, my first day job was working at Guntown mountain, making like <laughs> 150 bucks a week. And, you know, I'd get some beer on the weekends and some guitar strings and, Put some gas in my '84 Firebird, and I played in the country music show, and I, you know, thought I was living grand and living large. But it was—it was fun. It was my my gig that I had summer job. I guess I kind of that I had towards the end of high school. But yeah, so there's some of that stuff around, and some of that, you know, even kind of had reenactments that was kind of talking about the Civil War because. You had all that pre and post stuff, but um, yeah, it's fun. You know, it's fun sharing different aspects of culture, and it, it's fun seeing that interpreted. You know, and in, in, in different places that we get to go to, like Rambling Man Fair, and you know, seeing their interpretation of it. And um, ultimately, I think it just nice to be appreciated. That's why I love playing Europe so much. I just mm-hmm. love and appreciate good rock and roll, and you know, American bands and. Watching, you yep. know, friends of ours like Blackstone Cherry, who's been very successful and well recepted over there, it's just always made us want to go over there and check it out too. You know,
2: yeah, well, for sure. That's definitely something I miss. It is weird how desensitized people are yeah. here. Um, I remember playing a. We were in Austin, Texas, doing a South by Southwest show. We had one of our friends who's in the whatever rock and roll blues hall of fame. Uh, I think it was when they weren't playing as Bo Grigory yet. They were playing as what was their old band name? Someone help me, please. Robin well Redd's old band. Yeah, Well Hung Heart. Oh, sorry. I was... and, uh, uh, Robin does this piece. He's the guitar player where he walks out into the crowd and starts like playing guitar in front of someone, right? And the crowd was so desensitized it was a group of maybe six girls sitting around like a bar table and no one's watching the band and he walks up to the girl it is basically like grinding on her behind her and she never looks back once until he like literally had to tap her on the shoulder <laughs> to get her attention it's like what the fuck is wrong with people these days you know like, do I do I have to scream in your face and, like, literally yeah. scare you or something like that? Like a monster at Halloween Horror Nights or something? <laughs>
4: you know? But awesome. uh,
2: it is weird that there's that much desensitization to that sort of thing. It, uh, you know, you'd right. think they'd get some kind of reaction.
6: Yeah. It's interesting, man. Like, it's going to be interesting when we get back to whatever touring you know may or may not be we're going to get to tour but we'll we'll see what it's like there's a lot of speculation of you know regulations and stuff like that but we'll get back to touring and you know it'll be nice you know it'll everyone will be so thirsty and starved for some live music of every genre but yeah no one's got any excuses now you know got to got to come out and you know get a part of the uh, the live stuff what about you guys like um, what all you know, venues and stuff like there are a lot of people where you guys are at local venues and local bands, just kind of doing a, what live streams. I saw where you know, like the food fighters did something, I think, at the whiskey go go or something like that. And I know you guys have done a couple of live
2: streams.
1: I mean, there was a point in time down here where things were like slowly opening back up, right? Getting to the point where people were like talking about shows and like how we can do it outside and still have a show. Um, And uh, we were right on the cusp of that. We played it. We got, we got the opportunity to play at hangar 24 in Irvine. Um, And that was like right when it all happened, Um, which was a great show. I mean, there's a ton of people there. It was a lot of fun and we hadn't done it in so long that it was just so needed for our psyches. Mm -hmm. Um, Like our, just our mental state to like need to do that. And uh, we had a couple other shows lined up. And then that's when everything kind of went back into a lockdown and back into, like, no more uh, no more shows or anything like that. Um, and so we're kind of in that playing field now. There's, there's bars that are open. There's restaurants that are open. There's restaurants that are closed. There's bars that are closed. Like, there's, like, this weird thing where some people are open, some people are closed, depending on how they feel. And uh, it, there's no... Consensus like it's not every restaurant's open, it's just yeah. the owner's expense. And I, and I think people are getting fined, but I think the fines are so low that they're making more money being open than they are losing money in <laughs> the fine. Yeah, uh, we got a or, music I mean, not, venue in town, venue. Yeah, but, but no music, mm-hmm. venues are doing that. music venues are doing that if they have food,
6: right? You know, First so you have to buy food
1: to get the alcohol, but there's no music. No music. Go ahead, sorry,
6: I'm sorry man uh, we got one in town I was talking to uh, the owner and it was like uh, something like well you gotta check with like the police department and the police department was like well no it's not on us like it's the health department take it over there health department's like well, well no we're not you know so it's like it's a big gray area you know what I mean so it's just I don't know it's weird you know I hate it for obviously certain people's livelihoods like Read something the other day. Uh, Eighty-five per, uh, percent of businesses in America are small businesses, and they pretty much make enough income to support you know the owners and what employees that they do have. <clears throat> and it's kind of a little bit you know troubling a, a little bit because the restaurant industry as a whole. is still. You have to receive any kind of, like, stimulus or, or whatnot. And that's so much of our industry, you know what I mean? Like, how many, as I call them, like, menu venues do bands get to play where it's, they serve food, alcohol, and have a stage and, you know, provide entertainment. But um, we'll get through it, man. We always do. You sure will. Absolutely. And, you know, again, the, the flip side, it has been fun to, you know, to be, be forced kind of in a way to get creative and other, you know, other assets and I still firmly believe we're entering into the modern renaissance era of the modern music industry. And um, we'll see how that trickles out throughout the business. But it's been awesome to see all the collabs between artists and different bands and getting to write a song with Steve up there. That's been awesome. Woo Definitely. Then we got to write one all together and a big Otis and, and Robert John the Wreck, right? That's going to be fun. And yeah, heck yeah. I've been We're busting ass real our, hard, man. The world. There we go. I've been busting ass, working real hard, man, trying to get uh, set aside on some stuff because I, I really want to come to L.A. and hang out with you guys for like a week. Yeah, Sometimes. man. Just, just, to, just to chill, just to get away. and I miss it out there. I'm missing you guys. It'll be fun. Yeah, It'll we be miss good to hang too.
2: Yeah, you can come. Come Thank you, but we're going to be hanging out at everyone's house. Yeah, thanks for bringing in here with us. Yeah,
6: man. Thank you guys so much.
1: Absolutely, uh, man. Henry's going to uh, send us land this plane this evening. Yes.
4: Playing so this would, thick uh, plane, Henry.
5: <laughs> Henry, the <this laughs> thick
4: plane.
1: <laughs> Try not to use too many cues. Yeah, not
5: too many, not too many cues. Uh, we're trying not to use too many cues this evening. Um, uh, yeah, you know, yes. just everyone Hopefully everyone, stay safe right. and be good to each other and get wrecked. And uh, I'd just like to close this out tonight. I, I can't close this out without mentioning the recent passing of uh, Leslie West, the uh, legendary heavy blues rock guitar player. From the group Mountain. So uh, we're going to play a little tune from Mountain to close out. And uh, just, you know, be good to each other. Stay safe and get wrecked. And this is a theme for Imaginary Western by Mountain. Rest in peace, Leslie West. Peace out, everybody.